comedy has always been nice to me, uh, even when it's not intended to be. Like I've gotten uh, first couple years uh, starting off in El Paso, Texas. I actually got stabbed on stage. Uh, and I still have the scar. What? Yeah. Uh, I got stabbed on stage because I was performing at a bar show that ended up being a funeral. What? Uh, yeah, for a uh, dead cholo. Uh, a <laughs> dead biker cholo. And uh, we show up to this bar. We had this residency there. That night was my first night to actually like headline. Yeah. Right? And uh, I walked in. We saw a bunch of like really sad biker cholos. <laughs> we saw a table with like a picture of like a bald cholo doing like the, the, the prayer hands. Right? In, in front of like a motorcycle. <laughs> And, and, uh, you know, it said like, like live on his, on his neck and he yeah. didn't do that. Right, and, right. So, um, and they put a bunch of shots and flowers on the wow. table. Try to make a specialist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah and, yeah. and, uh, we told the, the bookers and we told the bar owners, like, we don't have to do this. Like we could pick any other night. Right. We could postpone this. And, uh, I'll never forget the bar owner came up to me and he's all like, man, don't you know that now? Is the time they need laughter. Right, right, right. I'm like, oh, sure. All right, right. right. And I was, so they were trying to honor him at this bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And keep in mind, they had no idea that a comedy show oh, was about shit. to get started. God. We had like developed a little bit of a fan base, so they were already kind of there. Gotcha. And they were just as confused. Wow. But like our fans <laughs> from back then were like, this is going to get crazy and we're going to stay here for it. Right. So uh, they wound up, we started the show and a couple of the comics went up before me and uh, they kept getting heckled, yeah. right? And they kept getting heckled by, by a bunch of people in the crowd. And uh, it was always a guy in the back who was always like, stop the comedy, play oldies for Flacco. <laughs> and, and we're like, oh, that's his name, Flacco. Right? And every comic trying to be respectful, right? you know, like this, right. like, hey, you know what? Flacco would have loved to laugh and then somebody sure. back, no, we didn't. And then be like, all right. <laughs> Every comedian, it's hard to come back from that because it's a sensitive you talk. So, yeah. You know, there's, there's nothing to do. He's just there. <laughs> so uh, um, I, I know I'm, I'm known for having a little bit of a drinking habit. So I was like, let's get some liquid courage up there. Right. And I go up and uh, the, the, the DJ that we had at the time just for a laugh brought me up to After Laughter Comes Tears, which is like a classic lowrider song, wow. right? But they started singing along, thinking that that was the oldie for Flacco. Oh, shit. And so everyone goes up there, and they're like, tears, and everyone's like, hey. <laughs> and then I go up there, hey, guys, what's going on? And they're like, fuck you, you know? <laughs> and uh, some dude uh, was just all like, uh, as soon as I started talking, some guy said, uh, play oldies for Flacco, and heckled me with the same thing. But I already had some drinks in me, so all I looked out said was like, uh, "He's dead now. All songs are oldies." And, oh um, shit! Oh shit! It's <laughs> not the thing right. to say, right? Um, but I, I was, I was, I was. That was some liquid courage for your ass, that's, right there. That's tequila. Mike Cholos, I'm like shit. Oh, and you know, it's weird because I grew up around them, right? right I'm a right. Paso border town kid, but yeah. I don't look. Cholo and yeah. I look like they're accountants, if anything, you know? And right, right, right. I'm like the geeky kid who does like tech support for them. Yeah. And I'm performing for them. And the guy in the back, because every cholo needs like the reassurance. Yeah. So he's like, the fuck did you just say? Right. And I was terrified, but still like, this is my first time headlining. 
Right. I'm going to double down. Right. And so I just whispered into the mic and I'm like, he's dead now. Oh, shit. <laughs> All the songs are old. He's thinking like he wouldn't hear it that time. Right. And so the guy came. Uh, he's like maybe about 30, 40 yards. Right. And it was a packed bar for this. Right. And he starts storming the stage. Oh, shit. And the guy pulls out a knife. And the thing is, is one of my fans, right, who's sitting in the front, he stands up and he turns around and he looks at him because he hear all the commotion and everything. He stands up, turns around, and he's like, bro, this is a show where a funeral is happening. You should just laugh, which makes no sense to me. Yeah. But, yeah. So that dude sees the guy coming at me, and then this guy pulls out his own knife. Damn. So Your now, fans was prepared? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. That's the but, kind of fan base. I need mean, what, yo, bitch? Yo, LV, bro. Fucking <laughs> represent. Damn. And, and the thing is, is, is I see this happening, and I just start thinking, like, try to think fast, and I started singing Michael Jackson's Beat It. What the fuck? Because the music video's playing out in front of me. Oh, yeah. Were they doing the, oh. Oh, so they're back taking back. all these yeah, empty yeah, swipes yeah. at each other yeah. and I'm just and and the thing is is I guess it was funny enough where the guy in front of me the guy yeah. my champion yeah. bro right. like, stops he turns around he's like that's funny and then he got stabbed the one with the knife the guy my guy wow. my, my champion wow. my 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 Game of that's Thrones your yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he got stabbed damn and I was all like fuck and the guy comes at me and I have I have a the a microphone with the cable hanging and I'm having it with one hand and I'm just like talking to him and I'm like, bro, chill, whatever. Yeah. And the guy tries to reach for the mic and he winds up grabbing a hold of the cable and I try to fight him for the cable. I never, I don't know why, like I could have just let go of the mic right, and survived. Right. It's not your mic. It's not my mic. <laughs> right? It was a $15 radio But you were drinking, mic. but you were drinking and he tried to take something that was yours Tequila at the time. brave, bro. <laughs> And I guess I didn't feel it because oh, that's shit. the only time he came close. That's the liquid courage. Yeah. <laughs> so then by that point, bouncers and cops showed up and, and there was a big tussle and everything. Damn. And they wind up getting the guy and they arrest him. And then ambulance comes in. They pick up my guy. So Roel, we have a good way to explain the scars. Yeah. And um, uh, was his name. And uh, they, the cops come up to me and they're like, hey, are you okay? And I was still so adrenalined up right. uh, that they pointed at my arm and then I saw it and I saw the blood dripping down and I was like, dude, I didn't feel it. Right. And one of the comics, because comics can't turn off, like came right. up behind me and he's like, bro, nobody wants to be defeated, bro. And I was like, you see, that's dumb. <laughs> that's dumb. Like, wants to be Why are you trying to finish my joke, wow, bro? Wow, wow. <laughs> and uh, that's wild. Because of that, there happened to be a booker for the Que Loco Comedy Jam, which was like a Texas uh, Hispanic-run show. Yeah. And then uh, uh, shout out Bonchi Herrera, who was my first connect to get me into clubs. And it took me getting stabbed wow. to get in there in the you first You see, place. you young, new-ass comics, y'all ready to shoot to the top. Have you got stabbed yet? No. You trying to get on a show? Did you get stabbed yet? Y'all say you got yelled at by a crackhead at an open mic? Ain't shit. Right. Ain't shit. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Ain't shit. Shed some blood. Put some Yo, blood and sweat and tears in this shit. Put them all in there. Coagulate them. <laughs> Jelly bean count them, bro. Right. That's what right. You do. Damn. That's so, wild. Again. So you from El Paso? From El Paso. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. man. I'm from a Shreveport, Louisiana. No. Yeah. And then yeah. moved to Dallas, and then I started comedy in New York. 
Bro. So you started comedy in El Paso. I started comedy in El Paso, uh, and uh, I wound up getting picked up to feature for a magician oh, shit. for a really long time, which isn't glamorous. Sounds uh, glamorous. Sounds it's just like, no, a, like, a cool like who the hell remembers the comedian before the yeah, magician? That's true. Yeah, that's a hard act to kind of compete with. So no matter how good <laughs> right. I ever thought I got, right. it was always, "Hey, bro, but can you hold the camera and take a picture with me and this guy?" Right. You know. Right. And so. Uh, I understand the whole entire like like once you start traveling around to different scenes and you see what everybody has to offer. Yeah. Uh, there are comics who start off in one city and they try to king that city. Right. And that's that's like that's such a crazy ass pipe dream. I don't. I mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's people out there who've made success off of that. Yeah. Uh, I just. You know, you know that you had to move right. from Shreveport to go into bigger markets exactly. to kind of test your exactly. metal. Right. You know, and once you found out that you had the talent to be able to keep up and right. then even outshine some of their guys. And yeah. granted, comedy is not a competition. Right. But it is one of those things that you surround yourself with the same like minded people. Right. You know, that's that's extra fuel for that fire. Exactly. You and know? you start to see what you're capable of based on what's happening around you. Yeah. And once you recognize that you have something, you want to put yourself in the place, in the environment that you can be the most successful and you can have the best quality of life because it is it's just a, a little bit of a stressful position, too. There's a lot that to kind of goes into it. For most comedians, it comes natural to do it. But there's still a lot that goes into getting up there every day, the dates that you don't feel like it, the days you ain't really getting paid, but you still got to go up there because you're committed and it's what you do. So, you know, there's a lot, a lot of balance. It's an extreme lot of balance. And you know what gets me, too, mm -hmm. is just like. Uh, because I'm from a border town, every comedian I ever got started with mm -hmm. was like the the Latino, you know, every every fan. Oh, you're a comedian, right? Right? Uh, are you like Fluffy? Are you like George mm -hmm. Lopez? And that was that was that was that. Right. They try to put you in the category. Yeah. Gotcha. And uh, every comedian I ever get started with, and I'm not talking shit about them because they they're doing great things, yep. right? But they all definitely did the Mexican chancla jokes yeah. and everything. And I tried my best to to write opposite that yeah. right and it made it harder because nobody wanted to come out to a show and listen to me talk about you know uh uh, uh you know the fact that i'm a geek or the fact that i you know hey you guys all watch this movie or whatever and right. nobody wanted to hear that yeah you know they wanted to the hear typical shit right? yeah, yeah yeah like uh, uh it was a comic out of la who told me uh if you're a white comedian you complain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, if you're a black comedian, you talk about how hard it is uh, uh, living in, in, uh, in a white person's world. Yeah. And then if you're Mexican, Asian, whatever, you'll do impersonations of your parents. Mm, I could totally see a lot of that happening. A yeah. lot of those comics, for real, and those nationalities. Yeah. There's a lot of that. That's weird. You're right. Because I, I hear not just uh, Asian, but like even Haitian yeah. guys, nationality, talk about their upbringing yeah i've seen a lot of that bro that's the first time it's been brought to my attention but they do a lot of parenting analogies with a lot of those uh nationalities and, for sure and that's that's the beauty of it is that if you're writing against it your path is going to be harder because right. you're not what they're expecting to hear right and then it winds up turning into like hey i know you guys can't pronounce my last name yeah right i'll go do like a rural market in like oklahoma yep. you know and they can't pronounce my last name but damned if they're like yo I want to party with that guy or, you know, right. I want to, you know, you know, and that's a, it's a weird, yeah. weird, weird, weird realization and a weird start so far. What do you think separates you from every other, not just Hispanic, you know, a comic, but 
from every comedian? What do you think it is that your, is your it factor, would you say? You know what it is? Is that I think, <laughs> I have such a broad sense of humor. Yeah. I think everything is funny, yeah. right? But I can also say like, oh man, I've heard that before. Yeah. And I try not, to, you know, I try to do my best to not be the, I've heard that before. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, somebody told me that if you never wanted your joke stolen, you should speak your truth. You know, uh, that's true. So if you never worry about yeah, uh, yeah. somebody trying to steal your premise, yep. right? Because now I'm telling stories of, of yeah, I'm telling the stories of when I got stabbed right. on stage and I'm making them short and sweet. I'm telling it about all the times where I've been the loser of my story. Yep. And rather than focus on that being a loss, I'm going to make it funny for you guys. And and hopefully at the end of this, you know, we all kind of laugh about the fact that all times we've ever lost. Definitely. You know? And, and for that, well, this is, this is a religion, bro. Right. Love it. Right. Love it. Living your truth. I think that's the key, man. That's what we've been talking about a lot on the show is people just, you know, you works. You are enough. It's just a lot of people get caught up in trying to mock or keep up with, especially in a social media age, you know, where everybody's trying to go viral and, you know, fall into these specific headers that everybody else is doing. But to say, I'm not going to pay attention to all of that. I'm just going to rock with what I got going on. I think yeah. that's a bold move and a big step. Well, that's the beauty of it is that if you keep putting it out there, the beauty of social media, as much of it as it is the devil, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, the, the market will find you. Those people right. who are your fans right. are going to find you. Yep. And then when they do, they're going to tell other people like, yo, you need to check out Charlie. You need to check out shit. I love his stuff. Yeah. Right. You're going to see. And one of my favorite things is, and I do this for <laughs> other comics where you just sit back and you watch them because you're like, bro, I may have seen this set a thousand times, right. but it always gets me. Yep. You know? Uh, uh, I look up to a lot of comics like Butch Bradley is one of my favorites who we hear in Vegas and everything yeah. who's you can watch that guy set and and I know the jokes beat for beat and then when he does a lot of crowd work but you can sit back and just admire Still the art. Still good shit, solid. And yeah. it's funny every time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just continue being, love being a student this, yeah, you know, yeah. and and this will be my 10th year. Nice. You hey, know? cheers to that, bro. Oh. I just made 11 myself, bro. Oh, so over yes, a decade man. club, we in here, man. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us, bro. Look at us. Look at us. Right, young. right from down south, too, man. Oh, bro. So that's another thing, too, man, about living you know, on the West Coast now. You got LA, Las Vegas, the two best places you can have these types of opportunities. What is it like when you go back home? You know, sometimes you get embraced. Sometimes it's like, ah, oh, okay, what are you doing? Sometimes you, you get hit with hate. Oh, you Hollywood now. Oh, you this. How, how, how is it when you go back down? You know, it's weird because, like, there's that stereotype of, like, you know, uh, Hispanic families, especially, like, northern Mexico, uh -huh. are always the, oh, you think you the shit now, bro, huh? <laughs> and, and And we used to joke about that being the thing, but every time I go back, uh, it's a lot of people like who give me the end of that. They're like, "Oh, so I see you doing big shit. Bro. You're doing you doing Vegas, bro. Right. Huh? You do you out there? I saw you at the store, bro. What's up?" And, yeah. and then it turns into that, and then it also turns into every other comedian back home being like, "Yo, vouch for me, bro." And, right, and, right. Put me on, man. You yeah, think bro, I can get down? Right. <laughs> Let's network, man. Maybe I can. You could. Yeah. Uh, and I'm a fan of hip hop, and I know yeah. when people are asking for features. Yeah, you know, exactly, know. exactly, Yo, exactly. Let me just cut a verse. You know what it is. You know I'm what it so, is. It's like don't. Don't yeah. try to be friendly. And they're so cool about how they try to play it off. They're just, how you been? What's up? They'll beat around the bush, but you know that they want something. But the know? beauty, I mean, the thing is, is that, and this goes back to you guys, yep. right? Is the fact that uh, uh, Laugh After Dark, you guys give all these opportunities and everything for not only people to get up, but also for them to find a new audience. Right. And and like I said, I feel like I've been flying under the radar for so long mm -hmm. that that, no lie, when I kind of advertised, 
you know, the upcoming shows of how many people were just kind of like, bro, hell yeah, dude, right. finally, finally won't quit, right. you know, get something. And, and the fact that you guys search out and you find the people who can entertain your crowds right. uh, and, and give them that shot, hell, bro. Like, right. like, you know what it's like to give somebody a shot. For sure, you know? for sure. That's the best part of Laugh After Dark. Yeah. That's why we, you know, I've got with a great team. <clears throat> but that's like what, what the whole brand is about, is taking those talented people, million followers or a thousand, you know what I'm saying? Can you go on stage and represent? Yep. And that's enough, you know? But because a lot of Hollywood, in the entertainment industry, largely speaking, is about well, what have you got? What have you done? What have you? What are your credits? Yep. But you know what happens? Just like when you sometimes you go to Hollywood, you see the same few people in the same rotations, and it's like, well, at least in the comedic perspective, it's like, damn, bro, like, are the people getting tired of seeing these people? Are they excited about going to these shows to see the same people? Wouldn't it be nice? Don't you know there's still a lot of funny motherfuckers out there oh. that you haven't seen on TV credits, or you don't know who they are? We about to show you. That's the beauty. <laughs> That's kind of isn't that like the good thing about COVID too is there were people yeah. who were working. Y'all yeah. were working. Yeah. People were never stopped. Yeah. You know, where you just constantly created content in the background. Right. Right. And and think about how many comics and entertainers and performers who were like, I don't even know what to do with my life yeah, anymore. Yeah, man. There was a lot of that. Oh my God. And yeah. and like I created a Twitch channel, right? Where I just sat in front of a camera and just mused with fans. And and it became popular until a point where where thank you guys it totally started paying my bills. Oh shit! But like, uh, let me gonna start this Twitch real quick. Oh my god, bro! Honestly, <laughs> it's so much fun. Word. And, and and even then, I haven't had time to do it recently. But during that time, it kept my sh it kept me sharp. Nice, you know. Uh, uh, and that's what I love about comedy is that. We're not just married to the stage. Yeah. You know, you can make this and create this yeah. anywhere. There's so many ways for you to do what you do and be who you are and be successful and find money. That's the beauty of yeah. I think, 2021. I mean, because I, back in the day, if you were a comedian, there was one way to get your money. You know what I'm saying? It was on the road or, you know, star search or some shit like that or whatever was going yeah. on back in the day. And that was it. You know, now there's so many platforms. There's so many streams. There's so many ways to, to, to kind of make money. It's just a matter of you doing what comes the most, you know, natural and organic for you. So that I think it's beautiful that now people are like starting to refall in love with the live show about it too. Yeah. You know, because now they're starting to come out and they're they're starting to like mad respect it. Definitely. You know, because rather than I mean, we've all been doing this for long enough, right? Where you would show up to shows, kind of like I just described where. You show up to shows and they weren't anticipating. Right. Oh, uh, I did a lot of that shit. In the yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're like, hey, so here's the joke. Some, <laughs> right. you know, and and I'm sorry, Flacco's dead, but <laughs> right, right, right. here we are. Right, you know, right. Uh, Where my single ladies at? Ladies, <laughs> is this thing on? But uh, <laughs> moving to Vegas, uh, I had the weirdest experience, and it does. It's gonna sound like nothing if you're not a cop, <laughs> yeah. right? We did a show uh, out in Boulder City, mm -hmm. uh, uh, right outside of Vegas. And uh, I was up on stage and there was a guy They were all listening, but then somebody put in money on a pool table in the back and somebody in the audience said, you know, stop fucking playing pool. I'm trying to listen to comedy. And it was like, what the fuck? Did someone stand up? Right. For, for the comics? Or, wow. What? What? Thank you. Oh my, yeah. We're right. like, oh my God. Right. Uh, it's just, right. I didn't think it was Get getting that bitch a drink. <laughs> you never know when it's going to happen. Right, right, right. Oh, and, and, and I've never experienced that in, in the uh, seven years prior of moving here, uh, of traveling and touring around. Uh, I never experienced that outside of a comedy club. And it was at a bar show, wow. you know? And that, come on, bro. Right. That's, 
Right. That's, that's the best you could ask for at the bar oh, show for fans to have your back. But you've been on a on a roll, bro. You got fans that's been really having your pack. They taking they taking knives out for you. They standing up at your shows. I gotta get on some of your shit, dog. I don't oh, know if nobody's taking those. <laughs> taking the second staff for me. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, some of my my real real up close fans. Uh, I have a thing. I have a group called the Secret Service. Nice, right? And Secret Services is, is that if I'm ever featuring or headlining a show, yeah, right. Uh, because I am, you know, I do drink and people will send me shots while I'm on stage. Nice. Secret Service are those people who jump in and take the bullets for me. They'll nice. take the shots for me. Nice. You know? Because they're looking out for you. Yeah, they're, nice. they're like, we still want to see a show, right. but we can't get them too gone. Nice. You know? And uh, I mean, it's, I love it. That's dope. I, That's, you got your own support system right there, too. Honestly, like, like, Bro, I couldn't have done that. Like, so how 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 has that been though, bro? Like again, we're from the we're from the South. It's a different world. You're here in Vegas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's Sin City. You got access to everything you want. You know. And I don't know if you have a strong support system here, family or a lady or what. But but to be here and to be in this industry and to have access to all the things we have access to, how do you keep up with all of that? You know. Uh, honestly, <laughs> look, I'm I'm a workhorse. Uh, yeah. I try to produce. I've got uh, several rooms that I help produce. Cool. Uh, on top of that, uh, I'm trying to uh, work with some of the renovation of Fremont Street in the area that we're at. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, on top of that, I'm still working on digital content creation and everything. Cool. Uh, uh, so it's just constant Staying grind. Busy. There you, you know? go. And for me, uh, the support that I wind up getting are from those people who are like, you know, uh, hey, when are you coming to our city? Yeah. When are you coming through over here? And to me, uh, uh, you know, trust me. That's all I've ever wanted to do, right? You know, is to go out, travel, make some friends. Uh, I was a big fan of like David Tells Insomniac, mm -hmm. right? Of just randomly pop into places. Yo, what's up? What's going right. on? Right. We just right. here. Okay. After this, I gotta go do a show. Or right after the show, let's go hang and and you know, kind of film your experiences with that. Uh, and the fact that I've been wanting to do that for literally all my life. And mm. the crazy part about it is that uh, uh, I've been lucky. I'm, I'm not even going to front on that. Yeah. There are moments in there where I'm like, I should have not. I should. I have way more opportunities yeah. than that. I feel like I've I've earned most of the time. Sure. And I've, I'm super lucky and blessed for that. Yeah. Uh, but, but because of that, I want to do what I can to just constantly produce a product. Sure. For somebody, whether sure. it's me doing 5, 10, 15, 30, an hour up on stage, whatever it is. Yeah. Right. To me sitting uh, on a front porch of, of my apartment complex and and just live streaming and entertaining a couple night owls, nice. you know, to uh, uh, telling uh, guitar comedians that they're going to be going far. Um, <laughs> it's, it's I right, I right. am here to perpetuate their lie. Right. You know, we just right. need somebody's got to do it. Somebody's, somebody's got to do, do it. Look, <laughs> I opened up for a magician for a long time, so right. I've hit rock bottom. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh, oh. here we are. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's uh that's my support system. Nice. Is is I like looking back at all the stuff that I created. Yeah. And and whether it's for everybody, I love the fact that I can go back and I'll at least I'll find humor in it. Yeah. You know. Uh, because like I said, I'm not going to do the, the typical, you know, hey, right, so Mexicano? Right. And she, I can't do it. Right. It's not right, in right, me. Right. Well, that's you what's know? up. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what's up, man. What do you do when you're not doing comedy? Cause obviously you're a workhorse, but what the hell are you doing when you're not on stage, bro? What the mic are you doing? I don't even know what the visualize at oh this point. Oh my gosh. What are you doing? Uh, you know, it's, 
No, go it's been it. a long time. Okay, he's like, I got an OnlyFans, bro. If you really want, what do you do? Tell us, what is it? Okay, we had an OnlyFans for one day oh. that we got up getting, and we made thirty dollars. And I was like, this is a slippery slope. Right. And then, I, uh, 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 but that was because of my Twitch chat. Oh uh, shit! Yeah, but the thing uh, after, honestly, it's. I wish I could say that there was more other than this. I'm a, I'm a big geek. I'm a big gamer. I'm yeah. a comic book nerd. Yeah. Uh, so um, you game or do you go? Yeah, away? I haven't. Uh, I, I usually I'm a retro gamer. Yeah, yeah. Right. I got I got drunk. Every story should start off. With <laughs> uh, and I got this. I had a Pac-Man oh, Pac tribal yeah, yeah. tattoo, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. which which started <laughs> off sober and then it just progressively got worse. Um, but I keep it there as a reminder, I'm yeah. a, as a reminder to be like, Hey, these things are permanent. Right. And, right. Uh, we all have that drunk tattoo. I have one too, bro. It's yeah. horrible. Oh yeah. Yo, yeah wait, what's yours? I though? can't show it, bro. It's horrible. I'm going to get canceled. Oh, <laughs> it's I, bad. I don't know if you know this, but canceled comedians are really popular. You're right. You're right. It, Fuck it. All right. So it, this, this tattoo is one of my, or it's probably my second or third tattoo. I was in Dallas and I was drinking. I had liquid curds. I think I was into it with my girl at the time. And you know how you go to a fucking tattoo parlor and you don't know what you want, yeah. but you know you want a tattoo. Yeah. And where do you go? You're you're drunk or you're high and you're in the fucking the fucking the the the, the fucking tattoo booklets, the, the sheets, they got all the different options. So I did that and I was like, okay, okay, by $75, I can get one of those. Okay, let me just get that one. You wanna know what it was? How old was it? Let's just let's see if you can guess it. This is an animated cartoon character that recently got canceled because he was doing too much. Wow. Because he was too thirsty. Where did you put Papilla Pew? Oh, where did you? Where did you? Bro, right oh. here, bro. What the fuck? My man looks like he was roofied, bro. bro. <laughs> oh my God. Peppy fucking Le Pew. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. At the time, I was in there a little drunk, and I was like, oh, Peppy, he's kind of got game. I was like, Peppy's got a little swag. He's consistent. I was like, women <laughs> probably like that. This motherfucker doesn't get, look at him. She's like, I got a rose for you. I got a flower. She was prancing all around. I'm right here with you, baby. <laughs> Fast forward all those years. I don't even pay attention to this tattoo. I get plenty more. Yeah. And then one day I'm scrolling up the phone. Peppy Le Pew was, uh, was raping bitches. All of it. I was like, oh! <laughs> He's canceled. I was like, oh, shit. I'm going to have to cover this up. See, that's how Peppy Le Pew gets it. You <laughs> wait till you're drunk. See? And then you give him $75. <laughs> And then he ends up on you. On your, on your fucking arm. <laughs> right. He ends up on right. your arm. Bro, did you go through the whole entire tattoo and being like, this is still a great idea? I didn't, rec I didn't recognize it was fucked up until like the next day. And I was like, all right, well, it's too late. <laughs> let, me just, let me just get some more tattoos and it'll blend in and people won't notice it. I think that's, that's the thing. Is, is Honestly, I wish I could be more into tattoo culture. <laughs> yeah. It's just everything I wind up thinking of. I look back at this guy and I'm all like, Man, what do I want to I want to make it harder on me trying to pick up bitches. Why why would I oh right. yeah, I want to turn around and be like, oh, this? Oh, it's a sonic screwdriver from Doctor Who. And they'll be like, I don't know what the fuck. I dried up. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> right, right, so, right. Right. Uh uh, yeah, because I look as a big, like, huge geek, and I'm love like watch I'm the I'm the guy who watches like the fucked up horror films. I'm the guy who who uh, who will sit there and being all like, "This is the best Spider-Man. Spider-Man Two is the greatest movie yeah, of all time." Yes, yes, whatever. Yes. I'm that guy, yeah. and and uh, because of it, like I do have, uh, uh, I still have the same friends I've had since I was in fourth grade. Oh, dope. Right, uh, and, and we all went our separate ways, but we once a month get together in a Zoom call and we just you know shoot the shit. But most of the time, that's my that's my grounding. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, and because of it, no matter what happens. 
no matter what happens in my career, the right. first time I ever did the store, the first time I ever headlined a theater, the right. first time every fucking one of them yeah. always messaged me and been like, yeah, but you remember that one time you pissed your pants in third grade? Dude, like, shit. And I'm all <laughs> right. like, all right, cool. Right. That's all right. That'll keep Fine. me humble. That'll, That'll keep, keep me humble. Always right, humble. Right, 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 bro, uh, thanks. Right, thanks. Thanks for Gio. the gut check. Yeah. So uh, literally, the roundabout way of answering your question, what I do outside of comedy is uh, I try to do everything I can to continue living all these weird new experiences, yeah. going to like art museums, going to like, uh, you know, wandering around and everything like that and experience life because yeah. that fuels the comedy anyways. Right. You know, and that keeps me sane. You know, even if it is I'm hanging out with other comedians and we're right. just doing things that are not comedy. Right. You know, right. Uh, 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 just going out, you know, I don't smoke a lot of weed, but I'll go smoke weed and hang out at the beach with yeah, a couple yeah. friends and we'll just chill. Right on. You know, and uh, yeah, because it can't always be fucking comedy, bro. No, no, I no. I wish man. it could. But nah, and we need that too, man, because a, a lot of comics can be on stage and killing it and going to the stage, but then go home and are alone. A lot of comedians face with depression behind closed doors and, again, alcoholism or, you know, <clears throat> a different choice of drugs or whatever. But a lot of comedians struggle with some of those things behind closed doors. So the more community we have with one another to where we can talk about things, to talk about our problems, to support one another, I think it's all the better, man. Yeah, so. we need to celebrate each other because yeah. this comedy is not easy nah. for everybody, right. and it's especially even harder for solo. You know, right. if you're wandering around and you're riding that path, right, I, I can't do anything better than to celebrate your successes right. and be like, bro, you're doing it right or whatever. You want to do anything else, man, get your mind off of it. Let's go have a beer. Let's exactly. go fuck, whatever it is exactly. you need to do. And then come back to this yep. because we've watched sad comics right. and sad comics make my pee pee go soft. It is <laughs> right. gross. Right. They, well, you can tell they say this is like therapy for people for some comics and some people are just, they just let that shit out. And people just happen to be in the room while they let it out. And sometimes it ain't funny. No, 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 no. You know? I, I, I want one more is that <laughs> we did a show. It was a popular show here in Vegas called The Hilarious Seven, mm. uh, where it was seven comedians all doing 10 minutes. And it was the worst crowd ever. They hated everybody from the beginning <laughs> yeah. to end. Damn. I think I went up like fifth. <laughs> yeah. And I ate miserable shit. I was trying to film that Damn. night to submit. And to submit for like festivals and stuff. And I ate a miserable bag of dicks, <laughs> but that's not the worst part. The next comic after me was this, uh, uh female comic who is, uh, very, very funny. I love her. Yeah. Right. I'm a name driver. Cause this is her, really her story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she went up there. She had 10 minutes, first four minutes. She does with all of her bangers, trying to get them in, right. trying to crowd work. They're giving her nothing. Damn. And at some point she breaks down and then comes out of the closet. She just says, well, I just realized, um, I'm a lesbian and she just opens up and she started crying on stage. What? And the crowd gave her fucking nothing. What? They just watched her just, they just drown. Watched, and she came back there and she's like, that's the first time I've ever said it out loud. Damn. And then we all hugged her. And then the final comic went up there and then spent, 10 minutes just berating the crowd. This woman bore her soul out. Damn. She told you all this shit. Fuck you guys. Like, go get your refunds. Go fuck yourself and everything. <laughs> and that was the first time that honestly, all of us bonded together. Cause yeah. we were like, we all experienced right, that right. shit. It's and moments like that where you recognize, Hey, we're comedians, but we're people too. Yeah. And we feel too. And we hurt too. And we're venting too. Yeah. So I feel like that was a good moment for you guys to kind of, again, Built that community. And that's the beauty of it. You come yeah. see a live show, like yeah. you were literally working, you're literally seeing 10 minutes of a guy, 15 right. minutes of a guy who spent 
years right. doing that, right. trying to perfect that for you to see it. Yep. And there's there's something kind of pretentious with us walking up there and being like, guess what I think is funny, you know? Right. And if you don't think it's funny, man, sorry. Yeah. Try them again next time, yep. right? You know, yep. we've all we've all yeah, ate yeah, shit. Yeah, you gotta take it, man. You know, it's part of the process, man. It's part you of know, the process. This, but that's it. the thing, we're fine-tuning our shit. I think the more comedians just focus on fine-tuning your shit, staying on stage, the more you'll become ready. And then when that moment comes, it's kind of like, all right, let's go. You're not even really sweating it as much because it's like, I've been doing this. You know what I mean? It's like how you know, how many hours do you have to uh have flying before you actually be can become a pilot? You have to have those hours in. You know, there's no shortcuts around that. So, no. so y'all want to come to one of my shows and stab me, I'm ready. <laughs> He's ready. I've done it. Right. I've done it before, right. bro. Me and my fans are <laughs> me ready. Me and my fans are ready. <laughs> well, please, just don't listen to what That's I say. What's up. That's what's up, bro. <laughs> well, please tell people about the shows that you have going on here in Vegas. I am definitely want to pull up to some. Uh, I'm, when this episode airs, I'm not sure if it's going to be prior to our show, but of course, we're rocking Laugh After Dark, this upcoming Saturday, yep. and every Saturday after every that, Saturday. of course, we'll be there. Uh, but you definitely can, can catch Adam the, this upcoming Saturday, um, uh, Laugh After Dark. Uh, please let people know what you do have going on in Vegas and where, where they can follow you. The biggest plugs, uh, totally recommend. Guys, I don't, if you're new here uh, and you've got the night off, go to any open mic. Go support these comics. Tell them whether they're funny or not, and, and they're going to work on it. Right. Yeah. Uh, the shows I personally produce every Wednesday night at uh, Taco Dive Bar is a hot new showcase uh, uh, and Mike uh, where we wind up. Uh, we brought in guys like Sam Talent, Nikki Carr is coming up. Oh, nice. uh, uh, so we're bringing in all these big name headliners who happen to be passing through and then showcasing a lot of people who are doing single nighters out over there. That's going to be every Wednesday night starting about 9 p.m. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Monday Night Boulder City Backstop. Uh, hosted and produced by Manny Hine and uh, a little bit by myself over there. It is a guaranteed killer Monday night crowd. There's nice. a guaranteed crowd over there. Super, super fun uh, there. And then uh, I got to shout out my home club and my family, away from my family, uh, LA Comedy Club at the Stratosphere. Uh, those guys, Matt uh, Chavez and Joaquin Trujillo, are uh, some of the most friendliest and uh, greatest club owners I've ever worked for in nice. my life and uh, um, literally you guys find a comedian love them support them like them on Facebook share some of their stuff that's all they need my stuff is all branded Adam J Dominguez D-O-M-I-N-G-U-E-Z uh, Twitch Instagram Twitter uh, 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 OnlyFans and uh, uh, <laughs> one photo that's yeah, it that's it is so and um uh, you guys can follow everything else. We are bringing back the Twitch streams. Uh, at the end of this month, you guys are getting that drop here. Nice. So Nice. Yeah. Super dope. Super dope, man. Well, we can't wait to see everything else you got going on, bro. I'm glad we got a chance to chop I'm it up. Down. I'm looking forward to rocking with you this weekend. Yo. So mm -hmm. it's going to be all the way live, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been another fire episode of Do Tell with Laugh After Dark. We got Adam Dominguez in the house. I've been your boy. Charlie Wilson TV, you know where we at every Saturday night, downtown Las Vegas, Notoriety Live, hosted by your boy, fresh talent, new talent, every weekend. So definitely stay connected at laughafterdark.com. I'll see y'all next time. Make sure you subscribe. Stop fucking around. Adam, fucking cheers, around. bro. Cheers, buddy. Let's get it. Cheers. Mm.
Did you like that? Come on, man. That was a good-ass episode, man. Look, I don't want you to miss out on the next one. Take a quick minute. Hit the subscribe button down below. That way you can get a notification. And you don't want to miss out? You don't want to miss out? I'm looking out for you. <laughs> I'll see you guys on the next episode.